0: Come to party, come to get hit. Musical loud, is little but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the fit was switch. I come to party, come to get hit. Music loud, is little but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the fit was switch. Four, three, two, one. All right, it's Wednesday, November eleventh, two thousand and twenty. Hello, everybody. Again, it's good to be back for a brand new episode of Kicking It with the King. At long last, baby, episode three hundred five. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Um, last time we were here was last Friday, but it feels like it's been a while. It always feels like that because like we. Go for a certain amount of time, you do like a few episodes in a row, and then you kinda die down and don't release a lot of episodes. And then like after that, you go from that to having a show coming back, and then you gotta think about it like this: the longer you go without doing a podcast the more shit you gotta talk about because so much shit has happened since then and since episode 304 uncounted ballots I guess there's so much shit to talk about when it comes to the presidential election uh, potential fraud I just read something about um Biden was, you know, they recounted them and Biden was even more ahead than they originally anticipated. So it's pretty crazy. And then you see the way that President Trump's team is just, you know, completely fighting and, you know, still believe they have an undisputed chance at, you know, securing that spot and remaining president for four more years. How likely that looks to be, in my opinion, doesn't seem as likely, but I do love the fighting effort, but crazier things have happened in this year, and crazier things have happened in this, and I was going to say in this sport, because we're usually talking about MMA, look at us talking about politics and everything else, but crazier things have happened and stuff like that, but we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff later, we've got an entire show for you guys, we've got an entire show ready, um, first things first, as always, follow us on Twitter and. Instagram, KWTK Pod as well as my Instagram, G the King Official, and GT King MMA on Twitter. You can visit us everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Our podcast is one hundred percent free, easy to use, and available for stream, download, and any other thing you want. You can go up to the mountains. You can go on a long car ride. Everybody has a fancy ass cars now that the podcasting app on it, you can connect your iPhone to it. So why not stream an episode of kicking it with King for people obviously 18 or older because we do talk about a lot of things that a lot of people don't, you know, obviously age ratings and all that, ladies and gentlemen, don't play it while your fucking kids are in the car with you, play it when you're on the way to work or you're on the way to the gym or play it while you're working out at the gym. That makes a lot of sense, right? But, anyways, like I said, like I said, guys, follow us, anchor.fm forward slash kwtkpod to start your own podcast today. So, where are we going to start? We didn't even make any notes. You know what's funny? The last episode, we did make some notes. Oh, we did make some notes. It's just been that long since since I looked at them or updated them. Look, look, I have episode 304. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so these are kind of old notes, but we can piggyback off them. And I guess since the beginning is the Trump versus Biden stuff. So, okay, we're going to be positive here on this episode. So what I've noticed online, right, is that the just the energy of the Trump supporters and the energy of everybody that's been so negative since Trump has been in office. I've looked online and I've seen significantly that the um what is it called basically like the energy like you know when you're around certain people or you first meet certain people and you know you don't like their vibes like I said first impressions are everything so like an example like say you're around somebody that you just you ain't feeling their vibes you're just like dude this person is so fucking negative why am I around this person I need to get away from them so basically like When I go online, I'm always on Twitter, I'm always on Instagram, I'm always looking at the news feeds. Anytime something pops up, I'm usually looking at it, you know, I'm very woke on a lot of things, a lot of things in culture, society, media, I'm really deep in all that stuff, so I really know my shit, you know, I'm always researching, looking at articles, and all these other different things, and then on top of that, you know, I just feel like I'm phenomenal when it comes to working working around, working with people, like, you know, being around people, being able to understand where they're coming from, being able to, you know, like, see where they're coming from, if that makes mistake, um, it makes uh, any sense, excuse me, and, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, just being around un- unmotivating people was not my thing, It's being around people that are negative is not my thing, and I know we kind of digressed a little bit and all that, but you can kind of feel someone's energy, you can kind of, you know, being a psychology major and shit like that, you understand a lot. So, like, if someone's having a bad day or you're at your 9-to-5 job and someone comes in and they're all mad and all upset and, you know, he's like, what the fuck's wrong with this person? But then you got to realize, like, they could potentially be going through something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Okay, scratch all this because all that was complete bullshit. It's not complete bullshit, but it is in a way. Going back to, okay, so basically the, the, the response online has been overall positive. It's been very, very positive. I mean, it seems that people have got a new wave of hope because Biden is the quote-unquote president-elect and is set to move into the office in January. But that's, that's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and you have no idea. You know, we can easily just sit here and go, oh. No, it's a massive breath of fresh air because you look at our commander-in-chief and the public and people's eyes, on average, the ones that don't like him, you know, and you know, relatively a lot of people. There's more people probably in the world that, that right, it's probably pretty close. I mean, look how close this election was. I mean, there's a lot of people saying like, oh, the fact that this was close shows how divided we are, and all this other different shit. And it's like, oh, it was close. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, the seeing the fact that you know, if someone had to put a gun to my head and ask, who do you think really won the election, and who will be in the office in January? It will be Joe Biden. I think so, one hundred percent. It's not unanimous. I mean, I, I think that it's pretty clear cut who won. And I know there's been some corruption and we've talked about this before. You can't be in politics and not have somebody that's in politics that's corrupt. There's so many corruption. thing think corruption, there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we have no idea about the public eye and all these dirty secrets that come out. And oh my God, everyone's so surprised when they come out. But yet these things have been going on for years and you're surprised now about someone's Troubled past, or someone's like alleged ties to this, or you know, child sex trafficking, and all this other shit, like all this crazy shit, man. There's so much shit that's, Um. But anyways, like I said, it just it just it just depends on on the way you look at it, right? But, you know, going back to what I was saying about the online response, it just everyone's so, so happy, so pat. I mean, you know how those things are every time someone dies or something crazy happens and everyone just has to chime in their opinions, the celebrities, the public figures, the rappers, everybody. But, you know, none other than, than politics. Politics are the one where everybody chimes in. I mean, for the most part. From what I've seen, people are having the audacities to, post pictures of who they voted for, and you guys know my opinions on this, right, it's so different back from when it originally started, being the fact that, you know, like, you look at it, you go to polling places before COVID-19 hit or anything like that, (coughs) excuse me, um, you know, there was polling places. Like, you go, and that's your private place. Like, nobody can be in that area looking at who you're voting for. That's your specific right. That's your specific place. That's it's your place of privacy. For even a little bit. For even five minutes or less. When it comes to however long it took you to vote. And to read all those simple, fine words in print. And shit like that. Um, it just depends. It really just depends. And, you know, like I said... Nowadays, everyone's just making videos and very passionate about who they're voting for and all that. I mean, it's not really going to make a difference, those people making the videos. But it may influence you to want to vote more, but, you know, in reality, just, you know, now looking at the response of it, going back to what I'm saying again just everything has been a lot more positive and you know people are just thankful and kamala harris accomplished something no other woman in the world has accomplished becoming the vice president elect of the united states of america that's regardless of the politics regardless of controversy regardless of anything that has to do with her past her locking up a lot of people for minor offenses and stuff like that and you know allegedly well not allegedly probably letting Pedophiles and rapists walk free while locking people up for misdemeanor crimes when it comes to marijuana and stuff like that and lots and loads of lots of African-American people. A huge record of African-American people that she had locked up and stuff like that. I know we didn't really need to go complete detail. We said we were going to be positive here. So we're going to go back to being positive. Kamala was able to become the president and vice president of the United States of America. First um, woman, first African-American woman, not in the White House, because Barack Obama's wife was African-American, but when it comes to vice presidents, I'd, I'd say that Kamala accomplished something nobody in the history, oh, what's that, you heard that, you heard that vibration? Um, Republicans move closer to keeping Senate majority as Sol- Sullivan re reelected in Alaska well this only only matters who actually is a president at the end of the day um but yeah so I mean that's a huge accomplishment for her personally and I mean and if you go from that to looking at the women of the world and society you know it has I mean a lot of really emotional not emotional women but a lot more. Women that are very emotional, I guess, and use their emotions and are, you know, real deep in a lot of stuff like this. I mean, seeing, like, you know how you know how they have all these groups and stuff, like, all these people make their own groups and stuff. You got the, the, the communities of people and shit like that. But to see an African-American woman accomplish something that no other woman in the world in the history of... United States presidents and vice presidents. There still hasn't been a woman president yet. We'll get into that later. But, um, you know, it, it shows them that, you know, you can get rid of a quote-unquote bad guy in Trump. And then you get a woman in office. And that woman, like, you know, that shows you that you don't have to be a man to accomplish big things like that, even though it's been men for however long it's fucking been, hundreds of years, or however fucking long the president's were. You know, it shows you that women are capable of accomplishing things, and, you know, she's a powerful leader, and she's one for the people in a lot of ways when it comes to the women. And, you know, it's, it's a heartwarming thing, and, you know, generally seems like she cares about a lot of people, and, you know, we never truly know... What goes on behind the scenes when it comes to all this? But you know, for the general response, people aren't angry at seeing Kamala Harris, that's for sure. And when it comes to Trump, everyone's just like, Brah, rah, 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 rah. I'm so angry, blah 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 blah. So angry. So the response that her and Joe Biden has given because this country has suffered a lot. And I'm speaking, I'm not speaking personal beliefs or any political beliefs. I'm looking at the response of the people. And what I mean by the response of the people is looking at how people perceive it. When you speak about Donald Trump, when you post a picture of him, or if you post an article, you post anything anything that does, does, has to do with him, everyone's just so angry. They get so mad. Oh, fuck that guy. He's racist. He, he's not for the people. Look at what he's doing. Look at how he's mocking people on TV. Look at his ignorance. Look at how greedy he is. He's not helping the people. He didn't warn us about a pandemic. He could have. He downplayed everything. You know, There's just so much anger and hatred towards that guy that I feel like in a lot of ways Americans in the United States of America need to break. We need a break from that negativity. Cause imagine four more years of Trump. Imagine how much more worse your lives are gonna get in four more years. And not by that, like I don't mean by that, like it's not I mean you do with your life what you want and your choice of what you do in your life is completely up to you. I don't think a president should decide how people treat each other in general or what you believe and what your religious beliefs are or sexual preferences, um, you should just, you know, people should just be people and I think that a lot of times, you know, people feel judged for supporting someone or supporting a community or not supporting someone or apparently not supporting someone or something crazy along those lines and you get judged for more so like you know let's start it off you know, I know this is nothing compared to what it is now but originally like when i first started hearing people judge it wasn't like one of my grown-up days it was when i was young like younger people were judging you for for a music choice i'm like who gives a fuck let them enjoy the music they like you go to rock concerts those people are fans of rock they're there because they're fans you go to fights they're there because they're fans you go to boxing matches they're there because they're fans you go to rap concert they're there because they're fans okay if you're not a fan simply don't be there and shut your mouth as simple as that that's all that matters right so like the whole judgment thing that 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 going around in the world i mean you should not judge because you know i've said this the other day actually like these people judging are just people that have so much fucking problems in their own life it doesn't matter you could have more money than me. You could do this more than me. You could do that that better than me. But there's one thing I know that I'm better at is not judging people or not, you know, you not know, just cuz when when I judge people, I I judge based off facts. I based off what I see. You know, it's what basically a word we all use, a lot of people use, it's called assumptions. You can make assumptions. This is my rule, all right? I don't like people making assumptions, but if you make assumptions based on a fact, you have multiple facts or you got a little notebook full of facts or a little like i don't know how the fuck you call it um you know like a little fucking notebook of, of facts or like a, a couple few things building up of evidence that you actually seen to support your claim if that makes sense you want to be able to support your claim so if you can support your claim when it comes to assumptions, then that's fine. We're, we're getting into like a psychology kind of vibe right now. Let's circle back. And then again, because a lot of people that don't have woke minds can't keep up with every single thing we're talking about. Um, I shouldn't discredit the listeners or anybody that tunes in and listens to the show. But I think that, you know... If we weren't judged as much as humans, then life would be a lot better of a place. I mean, I see it more so in politics now. You support him. Oh, you're a fucking racist buddy. I guarantee you there's, there's a fuck ton of people that support Trump for other reasons other than his actions. Other than the way they act. Because there's perfectly fine, amazing people that voted for Trump that you have in your life. They're great people. They're not racist. They don't walk around... Uh, with their flags on their, tr- I mean, there is a handful, I do see some trucks with the Trump flags and shit like that around, I mean, I don't really see so much Biden flags, the, mo- the things I do see with Biden are on their nice, nice, well-cut lawn in their $130,000, $200,000 house, yeah, I do see that, but, you know, for the most part, you don't see people drive around shooting their house up, I mean, it's more so like a petty thing, ugh, you drive by, oh, ew, Trump supported, ew, they support Biden Harris, they support rapists, they support child molesters, ew. People come in, that, that's not my general thoughts, but that's what people think when it comes to basic minded people. Basic minded people come up to these kind of things. They come up with the kind of bullshit to generalize. Oh, for Trump, the number one thing, oh, he's racist, oh, he. you know, it's just every single thing that you can come up with that's basic. If you're basic, you're not, you're. That shit gets old, like if you're saying the same things over and over and over and over, to a lot of people that's just gonna get old after a while. You gotta be very careful with what you say when it comes to people that are smarter than you. Especially when it comes to politics. Don't, Don't look like a fool, for sure. But okay, let's go back to the start of what we're talking about. Okay, so, generally, when I go online, when I look on Twitter... I see the positive impact that just Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has done. Regardless of the politics, regardless of anything that goes on behind the scenes, unless it substantially fucks us in the ass, as American people altogether, rather than personal and political beliefs, personally, you shouldn't let that affect you, but... I think because of the direction of the people, mind you, the people, ladies and gentlemen, the hardworking Americans that work nine to five, that work every single day, that don't get a day off, the people that vote, the people that are hardcore Americans, just everybody in general. If it changes the tone of the country and if Joe Biden changes the tone of the way people treat other people. I mean, there's still going to be the Trump supporters. It's not like he's the ultimate superhero that's going to save everything. But in my eyes, if I see progression, if I see positivity, then that's when you know something is working. Maybe that's all people needed. Well, so now I have Trump in office. Then. Maybe we can go back to our normal lives. We don't have to hate each other anymore. Okay, let's do it. Alright, perfectly fine by me. Go back to your normal lives and stop hating on people. As simple as that. But anyways, have we talked a lot about this. Okay, so generally I'm just saying I'm a huge fan of the way that the world has taken the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris presidency. And stuff like that because... If we could have more positive people in the world, and and all that, then by all means, sign me up. Let's do this shit, man. Right? All right, moving on. So, all right, we're gonna take one huge twist. Okay, so we move from the presidency and all that to UFC fight night that just went down last weekend. Glover Teixeira took on Thiago Santos in a number one contender matchup at light heavyweight. Glover Teixeira did take a lot of fucking big shots, he was hurt badly, a couple of those fights, a couple of those rounds, excuse me, and certain positions of those rounds, and he was badly hurt, man, throughout that fight, but he persevered, he came through, he withstood the pressure, the power, and, you know, he had the heart to continue, you know, every time he seems to get cracked, he seems to you know, go for takedowns, shoot for your legs, and he's just all over you, and you know, he's suffocating you. And, you know, he went for the rear naked choke early on and didn't get it. It was, I think it was like the end of the round or something like that. And then he goes and tries it again after being hurt. And then he turns around, scrambles, gets Tiago's back after being hurt. And then goes for that rear naked choke after being hurt. And he gets the job done. And that's five wins in a row, and Glover Teixeira's look absolutely amazing. I mean, 41-plus years old. I mean, all these 40-year-old guys starting to create a trend here in the sport. I mean, Anderson Silva was doing the fighting. I mean, Yoel Romero's in his 40s. Fights excellent. I mean, Glover Teixeira is number one contender at light heavyweight at 40-plus years old. I mean, if you look at the past history of Glover before he got here, he was on, like, a 20-something fight win streak. And he had that snap by John Jones and, you know, had a couple ruffles here and there uh, in this division. And throughout his time being the champion, or not champion, being the contender in the division. I mean, like, a couple of losses he's had is, you know, obviously the... The rumble loss. The loss of Phil Davis. Who else did Glover lose to? Let's look that up. John Jones, obviously, he lost, to the it went over Ryan Bader in another fight where he was also hurt. And then he came back and, you know, Bader rushed in. And you can't rush in on a guy who's still equally as dangerous. Okay, so here we go. Go over to Share. Here's his Wikipedia page. Still doing the damn thing. at 41 years old. Okay, so here we go at the top. Um... So he just beat Tiago Santos, and then he beat Anthony Smith. He beat the shit out of Anthony Smith. Nikita Krylov, a split decision? I don't remember that. Oof. i have to watch that again. He beat Iwan Kunte Lava by rear naked, and Carl Robertson by submission. So three of those five wins aren't top contenders, in my opinion. All respects to Glover Teixeira, but I'm being realistic. Carl Robertson, Iwan Kunte Lava, just lost again. Anthony Smith has been on a skid. Tiago Santos obviously gave John Jones a run for his money, which makes Glover Teixeira's win over him a lot more impressive because of the way that Tiago performed against John, despite losing. Okay, so Anthony Smith is three or one and three in his last four fights. Okay, he's coming off a loss to Rakic, Rakic, and the loss to Glover Teixeira, and then. He won against Alexander Gustafson back in 2019 in June, and before that he lost to John Jones, and then before that, you know, had that three-fight winning streak at light heavyweight, and back when, you know, he was his final fight at middleweight, he fought Tiago Santos, and he lost. And that was a fun back-and-forth fight. Both guys were hurt bad um, in the short amount of time that it lasted. You know, he ends up losing, and he moves up to light heavyweight, gets three three wins in a row, fights for the title, then, you know, here we go again. So I'm not trying to knock on Glover's performances, right? You can only fight who the UFC puts in front of you. I'm just saying the facts that were, we're, we're there, right? He beat all those guys. He looked impressive doing it. And... Why not? I mean, Jan Blachowicz, I still stand by what I say, is the most beatable UFC champion we have currently to date. I mean, no one's beating Usman right now. No one's beating Volkanovski. No one's beating Khabib. No one's beating uh, Slipe. No one's beating Israel Adesanya right now. So, light heavyweight, Jan Blachowicz, he's knocking people out. But what if he doesn't knock you out? I mean, Reyes... You know, his win over Reyes, like I said, comparable to the Glover performance over Smith, or over Santos. You know how Glover looked great against Santos, and Santos gave Jones a run for his money. Reyes gave Jones a serious run for his money, and arguably won in a lot of people's eyes, right? Is that not true? Is that not something else? 99% of the world said? Not 99%, It's probably a, a false percentage, right? But there's a handful. I disagreed, I didn't think Reyes won. Like I said, we talked about this so much times on the show. I don't think he won. But did he give John Jones a run for his money? That is absolutely 100% true. And then Reyes goes off that and fights Blahovich for the intro or the inaugural light heavyweight title. Loses, gets his nose broken, and it's stopped. Oh, it's not that he came back too soon or anything like that. No, he got stopped by the legendary Polish power of Blahovic. So maybe Blahovic can get the job done. Maybe Blahovic is not the most beatable champion alive. Maybe one of our other dominant champions goes and loses their next fight. And Blahovic continues to defend his belt. Highly impossible. I'm not sitting here denying it. Not saying he can't accomplish it. But reality and likely of that, I, I don't think I I don't see that happening. He doesn't look unstoppable. He just you know, he's catching people clean and he's doing what he needs to do to get the job done. So all respects to Blahovich, But when it comes to Glover to Sharon Blahovich, okay, I'm actually fine with that. So you want to hear something crazy? Uh, this whole Israel Sanya Blahovich thing kind of was blown out of the water. In, in a way, not in a way, but for me, it has been. And what I mean by that personally is that I wasn't necessarily expecting Cause now that I look at Glover's win over Santos, I'd say why not give Glover the title shot, and then Israel. But if Israel's serious about fighting um, for the title next, that's just gonna keep. That that's the whole little riffraff slash freak show fights that I talk about all the time. It's not a freak show fight, but then what happens? Like, it's that frustrating thing that, that comes to mind. When I mean, it's not like I care about Light Heavyweight too much now that John's not there. And so if I do care, I will watch no matter what goes on. But, for example, okay, so say Israel beats Jan Blachowicz. Is Israel going to stay at Light Heavyweight and defend that belt? Or is he going to go back down to 185 and then here we are playing this little, oh, I'm going to defend this belt, defend that belt, defend this belt, defend that belt, instead of just defending one belt and not holding up division that's the only thing my concern about this whole super fight thing is this is why hence why i'm excited and i think i should push and we should all push for the glover to share a fight because it's an amazing fight glovers fought countless amount of times i mean he like i said he came in the ufc on a 25 win streak has anyone in the, in the history of the sport coming in the ufc makes their ufc debut And they're on a win streak. That's 20 wins or plus. I can't think of anybody other than Khabib. Khabib obviously um, was undefeated. But, you know, other than that, I mean, a top contender. A guy who's fought for the title. He's been around for quite some time. Had his ups and downs. And and in 2020, 2021, really, realizing a UFC title shot? As crazy as that sounds, man. I mean, obviously with Jon Jones being the champion and stuff like that. And all these new waves of people and stuff. It would be interesting to see how John would fare against these newer guys. But guys like Glover Teixeira and stuff like that, that's not going to get people excited for John to have a fight with Glover. So John's not even in the division currently at, at the moment. He's not in the rankings. So all signs point to Blahovich versus Glover Teixeira. And, you know, like I said, I, I think that that's the more logical fight. I don't think that – I mean, Israel sign is a fun fight too. He just beat Paul Costa and all that. And, you know, there's no one that's really streaking. I mean, look, look at the body of work. The reason why there's another side of me that supports this move up to the light heavyweight, obviously with the, without the politics behind it of you know, deciding which belt you want to defend and all that, there's a side of this story. You know, look at the, the body of work Israel Adesan has put in in such a short amount of time. Okay, let's go back. Anderson Silva, he's he knocked out Derek Brunson. Peace up Brad Tavares. Stop Robert Whitaker, the reigning defending former UFC middleweight champion. Joel Romero. Ooh, the big scary guy that's supposed to be your biggest rival. He comes in and beats the brakes off of Paulo Costa. There's nobody left. No one wants to see uh, a fight with Rob Whitaker just yet. All respects to Rob Whitaker. I do love you, but I don't think there's anything too differently that would go on in that fight. And if anything, the finish would happen later on in the fight. Rob was way too careless. He came in too recklessly. Israel Adesanya is way too accurate and too patient and too calculated of a striker to let anything like that happen. And I just think he has his number. I don't think he's gonna. I mean, we haven't seen rematches in in the UFC just yet when it comes to Israel Adesanya. But if that's the next middleweight fight that they have going on, because now Herman her, Jaron Till is injured, so we won't get the Jack Hermanson fight. We get Kevin Kevin Holland versus Jack Hermanson. Kevin Holland's won like five times in two thousand twenty, and I think he's four or five times or something like that. And four or five yeah something like that he's looking to come up the ranks and you know build himself up the ranks but realistically we're talking about middleweight contenders right now presently and there's none currently at middleweight other than rob whitaker so either he gets a rematch or there's really nothing that's too exciting at middleweight so for israel moving up to light heavyweight seems to be the best move now, going back to my claim saying about the whole defending, which belt are you going to be defending and stuff like that. You know, either you're going to hold on to one or you can move up completely or you're going to vacate one and go back to your original division or something like that. Along those lines, that's something that, that, that could be talked about. Now that may upset a lot of people that want to see the division move. Regardless of the division being held up, there's always going to be someone that's upset. I mean, it's an upsetting thing saying, I, mean, I don't want to hold up the division. I'm just going to go back and forth. Defend this belt, defend that belt, defend this belt, defend that belt and not stay too keen on one division. You got to do your that's the that's the due diligence of being a champ champ. You got to efficiently defend your belt. In both weight classes against both the top contenders. That's equally as scary as just one division. I mean, you got a killer at middleweight, a top contender killer at light heavyweight. Are you kidding me? Like, we, we, we got to slow the roll with Israel's light heavyweight talk because, you know, we really got to see how we would do and fare against a light heavyweight like that because those guys are substantially bigger and they hit way harder at light heavyweight. So. To be, interest, to, be, to, to be quite frank and be quite honest with you, I'm interested to see what Israel can do at light heavyweight. I mean, Behovich is no easy test for anybody. I mean, say what you want about his past career, and how he started his UFC career. It wasn't really the most solid, if you ask me. But, uh, you know, he's come back, and he's beaten guys like Reyes and stopped Luke Rockhold, broke his jaw in impressive fashion. I mean... Who's to say Vlahovic can't beat Israel? How likely is it? I don't know. It's not one of those fights like, you know, when I can feel one hundred percent comfortable in one person for them to win. But if I had to bet, that's the thing. The exciting part is betting on things. Betting on fights. Cause you never know what's gonna happen. And if you win the the reward, it's risk versus reward, so it's whatever you want, that's how it works, don't ever take me to Vegas, because I will get addicted to those machines, I will get addicted to betting on fights, even more so in person than not in person, like doing it on my phone or something like that, for example, hold on, let me check my Snapchat, I wasn't even logged in, whoa Oh yeah, we, we jumped right into it. So since we're really not, um, you basically you get the point. I want to see Israel versus Blahovic, or you know, like I said, I can see both ways to why they don't do it. Or have Robert Whitaker fight Israel again next year. Okay, so we're gonna close this one out with yes, Israel at light heavyweight. Israel at um, against Blahovic. Sign me up. I guess there's nothing else going on unless Kevin Holland looks amazing against Jack Hermanson. I don't want to see Apollo Costa fight. However, there's more tied to Israel Adesanya. They can get more attention. They can get more of that pizzazz. You know what SpongeBob says? Pizzazz, pizzazz, more pizzazz. Okay, so other than Israel beating on Bohovich. okay, so we're sticking at two o five. Does the name John Jones come to mind? Are you kidding me? Are we not going to say that a John Jones fight would not be amazing? Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Oh, my God. I have to use the bathroom so fucking bad. I cannot hold it in. You know when you fucking assholes about to explode? My stomach always hurts in the morning, but let's get. I don't think I need you to say that. i like, okay, we'll be right back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all. I just needed a quick restroom break. All right. So guys, um okay, so sorry that I haven't been on in a while. It's been like it hasn't even been that long, honestly. It's been like under a week or so, but um uh positive uh things that happen. Um so I did get my PlayStation. Like, PlayStation Portable, right? Remember when I said that I was going to buy, like, a a throwback, you know? Going back and enjoy what I used to enjoy, what we all used to enjoy as kids, right? So, I did get a throwback PSP 3000. And, you know, I remember the first time I bought one, and I just... For about, like, four or five or six months or so, I had games. But I didn't have a PSP to play on, because I got pissed. I was kind of drunk. It wasn't reading my fucking games, and I got pissed off, and I broke it, not gonna lie, it doesn't happen often, or anything, I was just hella drunk, man, that's a reminder not to get any, to get drunk like that, but, um, yeah, so I got it, it's a red one, it's a 3000, it came in about a little under a week, or so, like, about a week or so, it's red, I have, like, Star Wars Battlefront 2, if you guys remember that game, um, I have... UFC two thousand and ten. That's the one we're we'll gonna talk about in a second. Um, Midnight Club, and I have Need for Speed carbon, but it doesn't work. And we have Grand Theft Auto, um, Liberty City. So if you guys remember all those class, you guys remember the classic ones. Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City. I mean San Andreas. I have on my note, my note um, phone. Um, and I play that, because it's available in the Google Play market as well. I play that sometimes, and, um, excuse me. So, I have that. I played Battlefront 2 a lot on the PlayStation 2 back when it first came out. Hey, let me go get it, actually. i want to look at it. Yeah, so it was Battlefront 2. I did have the Force Unleashed, Mm -hmm. But, hold on, I I was looking at a message. Hold on, let me get the PlayStation. So, like, basically, you guys remember Career Mode? Do you guys remember when THQ used to make the um, UFC games before EA Sports. Was it, was it THQ or, I think, yeah, I don't know, it was THQ or whatever the fuck you're gonna call it. Let me look at it. Yeah, THQ. And Zufa. Well, obviously Zufa's in there, but um Zufa's just like Dana white shit. So, man, dude, that's that's insane that they, uh, that they have, like, a game that... That you're able to play, like, a handheld UFC game. Like, that I actually have it in my hand. Sorry. We're not live on Instagram. We're not having... I mean, we don't have no video or anything like that. But if you can hear in the background. Dude, this shit's so fucking classic, dude. What game's in here right now? Oh, Midnight Club. Midnight Club Los Angeles. Hey, if you've ever played Midnight Club Los Angeles on PlayStation 3... Or Xbox 360, goodness god, such a big difference. The graphics are just so much better. You can actually pretend to run over civilians or you can't. There's cops and shit in there too. You like literally, if there's cops around, like you can't go over the speed limit or they'll pull you over. Can you believe that? That's that's really a thing. Can you believe that man? We're going to look, let's, I want to play the UFC, I want to, like, do a little, like, review of the UFC game, uh, Oh. um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of looking at a bunch of text, a group, group chat text popping up, god damn it. I just fucked it up. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. If this game doesn't work, you know why. Because you know. I have something to tell you guys. So. You know how. The PSPs have the. The UMD discs. The little. The little tiny ass discs and shit like that. Oh there we go. We just loaded up UFC two thousand ten. But you guys know how they have those little discs, right? Well those contain those uh, cases, the UMD cases that come with the PlayStation Portable, if you're familiar with them. I know a lot of people that have told me they do still have their PSPs and stuff like that. I had one growing up, so it'll be kinda cool, like I thought it would be kinda cool to get it back. I bought it on Amazon, right? It was a refurbished, I guess. Refurbished PlayStation Portable on Amazon. It was like a hundred something. I don't remember how much exactly it was, though. Is that a, is that bad to do things and pay for things that you don't remember the prices? <laughs> <laughs> ay, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, man. Let me look. Here we go. It starts up. Zufa 2010, dude. This 2010, man. UFC 2010, Brock Lesnar is on the cover. All these old ass fighters that aren't even in the game anymore, in the UFC anymore. It's shit, man. Um, let me look. I want to look at how much that shit was because it wasn't that expensive. Oh, so Sony, PSP, Slim, and Light 3000, light! So it's light, it's lighter than normal, that's why I felt all light and shit. So it's like, you can't drop this thing, or it feels like it's, it'll fucking break. And we got exhibition mode, game mode, career mode. I have a career mode, I created a, a fighter on there. And actually, funny story is, how much, how much was this shit? I was gonna look that up real quick. Let's see, Light Heavy. Who do they got a Light Heavyweight? I haven't played the uh, exhibition mode in hell long. Okay, let's see Light Heavyweight. Who do they got at Light Heavyweight? Hold on. This is cool. Did this game... I mean, now that we've got the UFC, EA Sports, UFC 4 and shit and all that, uh, on PlayStation 5 and shit, dude, these games are fucking vintage, but, like, when it comes to a handheld game and shit, like, it's a solid... It's a solid game, though, dude. Let me just tell you. It's a solid-ass game, bro. Who, who was good back? Look, we got Thiago Silva, Anderson Silva, Dan Henderson, Vitor Belfort, Rampage Jackson, Chuck Liddell, Forrest Griffin. i want to be Rampage. Who should we fight? Let's um, play like i we'll to fuck some bannerly Silvers up today. Dude, this handout... This thing is so fucking cool, dude. This thing's epic, though, man. Like... I was like, I definitely got to bring back some fucking throwbacks and stuff like that. I think after this, we'll be done. I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this show. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Is there any fights coming up? You got any fights coming up? They don't even have, like, the commentary or anything like that in this one. In this edition. Flu ass game two thousand and fucking ten. Can you believe that? <laughs> Dude, it's fucking it's cool though man. It's like something to do on your off time. So i have to fucking play like a large ass system and stuff. I mean the game in person and the, the in like the Xbox 360 and shit, that one was cool as fuck. Wish you guys could see this man it's cool so it's cool as fuck, though it's addicting to play though for sure Oh, fuck. I've never been knocked... I haven't really been knocked out on my feet since I've gotten this game. I've played this game, and I've been knocked out and stuff, but I've never been knocked out on my feet since I got this game. This is before Khabib, and this is when Brock Lesnar was hot. Ooh, I slept him. Or, he's rocked. I won, you see there's no commentary or nothing, you just hear the fans, you just hear the fans in the background, you hear the howling? Well, that was a cool game. Um, anyways, guys, I think that's all we got. <laughs> we got here. Oh my god, I think that's everything. Because we did drop some serious knowledge early on in the show, so... Like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of Kicking with the King. I currently can't find my pipe either, so... I can't get high after the show, so... I, mean, I can't have a pen and stuff, but... I don't know where the fuck my pen is. My, my uh... <laughs> um i can't find my my pipe so wish me luck we're gonna look for this pipe after the show and all that stuff like that uh, um, follow us on twitter and instagram at kwtkpod as well as um instagram g the king official kwtkpod on instagram and twitter as well um as well as everything else anchor.fm forward slash kwtk pod we're nearly on for an hour so don't say anything ladies and gentlemen we had a great show we had a great time and we will be back sooner rather than later all right ladies and gentlemen g the king out g the king official on instagram and twitter ladies and gentlemen. one more time g the king out baby bye folks